0: Hey everybody, my name is Rena. I'm Jackie. Chances. Oh, <laughs> and you're listening to "Keep Your Paws to Yourself." Okay, yes. So you kind of on that old girl. I thought it was providing air. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it providing Vineyard. <laughs> that's
1: right. <laughs> that would have affected our are the conversation. Are we on? Uh-huh. We are. Right. Is it on? What
2: are your What are your uh, pronouns? Beyonce.
0: Okay. I feel like I know you from somewhere. You should. Where should I know you from? I don't know. <laughs> the, strip <club. laughs> the strip club. You both some damn thotties. Oh
2: <laughs> what about trans women and dating? Any difficult so the situations experiences way. that uh how do
0: how do how do we maneuver those situations? I don't date. <clears throat> I just I date other people's men. I am playing. No, I know. <laughs> one of the most <laughs> I don't know
1: why it has to be so difficult for some and then be so easy for others. Um, it's just about finding the right person who's willing to see you for who you are, for one, and not be caught up in what you are, what's going on around them. Uh-huh. Cause that's that that that's usually the problem. It's not that guys don't want to date us; they do. They do. They're but just they're afraid just, of what other they're people think. they are focused on what other people think, and and you know that leads into us and being passable, and you know <laughs> how, how homies we homie's finding ourselves. out. Yeah. hmm And then you have all these other people bumping
0: their gums, so it just really makes. <laughs> First of all, it why are we difficult. talking about dating between both either one of you? Don't check out people. Well, I Am just, I thought, it, only I just thought it one? was an
2: interesting subject because there's a no, lot of emotions I'm is it, attached but to it. i don't chop
0: both have I do. I do not. That's what I'm, I, I'm I got rented at home. Is all I'm saying.
1: Um, I would say
0: I'm, I'm, I'm dating. Um, ah. Yeah, but. Um, hey. I live for, I live for Shandy. I live for her. Even though sometimes I feel like she, be, she she's cute with it. She's real cute. Shady has claws. Just and everybody should know that. And she'll cut you real quick. I remember I would never forget the one day she actually threw shade at me for the first time. And I was like, I was like, Bitch. look at her. If y'all can see her face right now, she looks a little perplexed. I think she wants you to elaborate okay it was a day that we were walking out when i was still in the office with was i still in the office with her mm-hmm. no i was in the office with you but we were in the other office okay. with, with my old office okay and so we were walking out to go back into the office and shandy said something i'm trying to remember i could never remember what she said because she said it so fast it's so slick it knocked me off my rocker girl I was like bitch and I yelled that out of the hallway I was like bitch and so I don't remember what you, you said she says <laughs> it was, as don't. she rubs her hair like I don't know what's going on I, I but no we were all it was me you and Belle we were all joking around I remember the moment. And you threw you you I cut said. me with something, girl, and I was like, oh girl, ooh, and you girl. cut me back. Yeah, <laughs> but mine wasn't a cut. Yes, it was, girl. It wasn't. <laughs> you no, know the first cut
1: because I called okay.
0: my mother and I was talking to my mother and I was just like, ma. I said I love shanty and I said we joked around and she threw shade today. We were throwing shade. But when she threw Shade Girl, she threw Shade Girl. And I was like, I never knew. I mean, I, you, everybody has that type of quality. Everybody has it in them. I was like, but I never seen Shandy's. I never seen that part of her when until said then. When you say
2: quality, which means good.
0: It's a good thing because... I remember what you said to me about me being <laughs> uh, in
1: my third trimester. Now, what I said to you, I, I don't know what led you to say that to me. I remember the day now... I, I think she said something about
0: that song. It's all coming back to, to me, me now. now. I think she said something about my wig, girl. <laughs> no. You said something and I, Belle fell out. I, and I was just like, I'm so hurt, girl. That, I,
1: I know I said something. I don't know what it was. But then you came
0: back. You clapped back. <laughs> um, but I just love how we... We're, this group of women in general. We're able to be shaded with each other and it never goes past that. Right. Because at the end of the day I can still say I love Shandy and I still yeah, look I up to her. I her too.
2: Well and I don't think that and at that point too, I think it's, it's, but like, no, even it's not that even that day, shade. I think that is we that's just, called like being sisterly. That's like uh, family. Like yeah. if we look at if I look back at my
1: family, we say cute shit like that. Working with Kat, I have let her know it's not that my shit don't stink. Mm-hmm. I am not perfect. I am human. I finally discovered that. Finally. I <laughs> do get mad. Shane, what were you, you before? Uh, not human? I don't know what I was, but I think I was just living in this world where I saw things so optimistically that I overlook um, a lot of foolishness that goes on with other people because I just don't choose to see it. You For some had- reason,
0: I can just walk through it and not pay it any attention. Because you have a lot going on. And you know, before I started working on a blush... And I hate to say this because they both have done such beautiful work. You and your old partner. I don't want to say any names. Mm-hmm. But Shandy basically carried it. Mm-hmm. She carried that, And I've admired that. Even before me coming onto the project, I was like, Shandy is, she's getting it done. And so from the moment I interviewed with Shandy, when I walked into the room, to see a person that I could relate to is what it it shook me in my interview, because it's like, I'm not in here, and I hate to say this, I'm not in here in front of white people. Mm-hmm. I'm not being judged, I'm not ask, you know, answering questions to people I can't relate with. Mm-hmm. And there were two people there, I can't say that me and him related a lot, but it was the fact that he had the Latino side. And it's like I had both parts of me sitting in front of me, and I was able to get comfortable with it and they didn't Mm -hmm. judge me by what i was wearing because i was going through a situation at the Mm -hmm. time and so shandy made the interview so comfortable and it wasn't about my it wasn't about my professional background it was about basically what have you been through what can you like they were looking for a person that can relate to the clients and i could relate to them a lot and the fact that shandy seen that and was like okay let's move forward even with the promotion onto the next project Mm -hmm. shandy still she had it from getting it's just like yeah, if Shane was to hit me up like I need something or can you help me with such a, it, it's gonna automatically be Where you at? What do you need? Here you go. I got you. And that's how it should be. It should because so a lot of and a lot of people are like that nowadays. Mm-hmm. They're not they're, they're not. Well it they're sounds not. like
2: neither of you are competing for anything. No, it's, no we we're we're,
0: feel, we're, we we coexist.
2: Exactly. It's we like a relationship. relationship. It's of a
1: relationship. Right. I live for Shanzi. And I hate when girls feel like they have to compete. The only person you should be competing is with yourself. is yourself. That's
2: why I get along with both
1: mm-hmm. of you too.
0: I'm not a competitor in that. Right. In that it's not
1: about trying to.
0: <laughs> Even um... though she stay clocking me, shanty. <laughs> she do girl. We be, be out. We be out walking. She be like, you know what's trans women. Like, what you real say that? Well, she say, here's the <laughs> thing I see
2: about that, and I have not and I'll and I'll listen to her and, and take that into consideration. But me, for me as a trans woman, I've come. It, not to, to discount anybody's path, but what my my path has been is like been so treacherous and filled with fighting to get where I needed to go. And mm. I still daily do that. I don't even think that I'm, excuse the term, clocking or unclocking somebody. I'm just, I speak into my existence because I feel like I deserve where I'm at right now. You I do. I have walked, but I also respect where other people are at too.
0: back from our break yeah we're back so right. welcome back to keep your paws to, to yourself. Yourself. Yeah, yourself and we're here with Kat, jackie and shandy okay oh, um, <laughs> so wow. we were talking about sisterhood and how it is to you know either work with a person of your same background or you know have some type of relationship with the person mm-hmm.
1: and i think it's very important um for you to to do that and it was very important for me when um i knew that i was going to be working with um cat because i know how i am and i need us to complement each other right you know? so just like she said she
2: related and felt she mm-hmm. was a good fit with you mm-hmm. you also Saw the same qualities
0: in her. I I saw the same qualities in her. She said, oh, you, she was, I remember she told me, she was like, oh, girl, you catch on
1: fast. Well, you don't want anybody working against you. No, you don't. You You don't. don't. You want somebody who's going to work with you, and you want somebody who's going to be able to take things that you say, not with a grain of salt, but be able to process it in a way that, it can help them be better. do
2: mm-hmm. take their, it personal.
1: Right. Don't take everything so personal. And I think that we do that a lot. Sure. Uh, we take so many things personal, but that's a part of our struggle. Yes. And where we come from, we're used to being, you know, consistently clocked. And competing these, with in each other. areas. And so it's quite natural for us mm-hmm. to be in spaces mm-hmm. and feel like we're being clocked. But sometimes we're not right. We're clocking ourselves. We're clocking ourselves. It's it's not that other people are doing it. We're doing it for doing it to ourselves because of our own um, self doubts and stuff like that. Things that we're thinking in our own minds that have nothing to do with people around us.
2: So can we look at ourselves like a like a, a a seven layer cake, right? Like we have the minority. We have the trans. We have. Uh, our socioeconomic backgrounds, where all these things that we came from, mm-hmm. our past experiences—you know—people say your past experiences don't f- define you; uh-huh. they most
1: definitely do. They definitely define. Mm-hmm. You. My
2: stepfather, who used to beat my mother, uh, me knowing I was trans my whole life, but growing up with a Muslim father. And, and just all these things that made me hesitate in life and be fearful, mm-hmm. they still present themselves in certain ways. They present themselves in the way that I react in society, in the way I react with other other women, mm-hmm. um, other, other trans women, whatever it may be, I have things that come up. Like you said earlier, we were talking about sometimes somebody something will be said And we take it personal. And it's how Mm -hmm. do we move forward from that, right? Like, can Mm -hmm. we get into the solution of it? Move forward and and, and mend that before we take it on to something else? Or do we let it fester and eat us? And I think for me, the moment when I let shit fester like that, right? Mm -hmm. What happens is I build a resentment. So there's the resentment. Mm -hmm. So now I'm building this bad cake for myself. I have resentment. I have fear. I have loathing. I have jealousy. All of these things from the one thing, which is fear. And for me, my friend once told me, she said, Jacqueline, fear is an illusion. Really, the killer is hesitation. If I look back at my life, I hesitated to become who I was. I hesitated to ask people out on dates. I hesitated to ask for a job. I hesitated in everything I did because I didn't think I was good enough because I always told myself I wasn't.
0: And society complimented that because I
2: I allowed them
1: to. Because they definitely will um, add fuel to the fire, when you let them um, get in your head. Because I remember interviewing for job after, job after job after job after job after job, and being so skilled at these jobs, basically being over the phone, basically I had the job. Right Until I got there, until and they, they seen saw you.
0: Then the you felt like thing. it was a different story. Uh-huh, it it's was the, the so same with the story. interview with, when I had came to interview with you and him i just i knew my situation but everybody else did not so i knew what i was going through how i was mentally physically and emotionally but the people you were going to meet to interview with did not so you show up and you're like okay it sounds good on the phone okay everything's together we're you know we're moving along and mm-hmm. stuff like that and then you get there and it's like what if they think this? What if they think this? What if they feel like this when they see me? Mm-hmm. What if you know, their feelings change if I'm in a position because of who I am? And all this stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so with me being in the situation I was, when I showed up for the interview, I didn't have interview clothes on. Because at the place that I was at didn't have stuff for me to mm-hmm. basically dress professional. They didn't have my sizes and stuff. Not to say that I'm a big type of girl, like, like that big. But mm-hmm. they only catered to those who fit the quota as to who should right. look you know the certain batheets. ways <laughs> right yeah, yeah. Right. Right. and so i'm thick i'm not even gonna lie i'm thick so i i had on tennis shoes i wasn't about to wear heels because i was on the bus and um i had on tennis shoes and i think i had on jeans or something i had on some you had on a skirt i had on skirt uh-huh you I had a on on skirt. skirt and a nice but um, I had a, the, white um, top you had a nice white top on you did. Because I, I had on my mint top. I had on my, okay. my my mint one with that tie in the front. And um, and I think I had yeah. But see, it's just the fact that I didn't feel that I fit the position because of the way I looked. But going into selfed it, out. yeah, stepped out. But going into it, she reassured me through conversation that we're looking for people that can relate to the clients. You get what I'm saying? And it wasn't just. We're looking for somebody who's gone through this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. We want somebody who'll be able to relate to the people and be able to talk them out of situations. you get what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: Disused situations. Yeah,
0: because a lot of the times we get into these type of conversations and it triggers so much because we've gone through so much to get to where we are now. Mm -hmm. Whether if you're still in a place where you need to move forward a lot more or a little more or you're almost close to your destination, when we start having these discussions around people that we feel that can make a change to our life, Mm -hmm. we get Paranoid, We get skeptical. we You know, we get all types of, you know, doubts and feelings toward the whole situation when in reality, we can go in a situation and ace the entire interview or we can just be comfortable. Everybody sees us as comfortable or everybody sees us mm-hmm. as we're, we're winning and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing or saying what we're supposed to be saying. Mm-hmm. But to ourselves, it's like, I messed this up. Oh my gosh, I stuttered. Oh my gosh, I skipped something. I should have mentioned this. You get what I'm saying? Right. So it's right. like, when we go into these certain situations we need to learn how to keep that little voice quiet. Mhm. Because sometimes when we figure self doubt or the little voice is speaking, it shows on our face. hmm And then the interviewer will know like, oh, she's nervous or oh she she's scared or yeah, stuff like mm-hmm. that, and we want somebody who's not as timid. You get what I'm or What I'll do
2: in those situations, and that happens is, I, that'll come up and I'll say, I'll tell myself, you know, not out loud, but I'll say thank you for sharing. But I'll even say to the interviewer, you know what, that question for some reason obviously made me really nervous. You know, make a joke about it. Something to take the power back in it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I've learned, like, I can do a great interview um, But it's about me being, like, rigorously honest. Like, you know what? Because they're either going to like me or they're not going to like me. I'm either... Here's two outcomes. I'm going to get the job or I'm not going to
1: get the job. There's two outcomes. Mm -hmm. And she was a little nervous in the beginning. (laughs) She was a little nervous (laughs) in the beginning. and, and, And we could tell she was. But the moment she felt comfortable, we knew that, too. Because all her answers came out very clear and very precise, and she didn't have any ums or buts or anything. She just laid it out. And she was very honest about everything that was going on in her life at that That's moment, important. which also is key in the process. It makes you perfectly imperfect.
2: Absolutely. Right. If somebody comes in and interviews with you and they just have everything down, doesn't that kind of scare you?
1: Right, like if they can answer answer.
2: everything you throw at them you're probably going to be asking a not to put words in your mouth but well what can I do for her how can I help her she She should be running the
0: company I remember him asking me and Shandy staring at me at the same time do you have any questions for us do you have anything to ask us and I'm like no (laughs) because I'm nervous I was really nervous and he just kept asking me, do I you say, have "How much care? do I get paid?" No, <laughs> now that you people don't are mention, no. Why are you scared to ask that when that's what you're there for—to work and to make money? But it's not—it's not to be. Uh, people are afraid of it, but a lot of companies are like, "Oh, so you're just here for the money?" And right. a lot of people see that because well, they're not there to work for free. But it's like people are looking for right. care. They want you to show that you care. You care about their paychecks. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They don't want the person, and I hate saying this quote because a lot of people say this. Well, I get paid anyways. You get what I'm saying? They hate that. They hate that people feel entitled to a paycheck. Well, baby, I
2: need to know how much you're getting paid so I right. know if I can pay my rent. But you this job's going to be a good fit for me and but all this. that. But think about that. If you don't know how much you're getting you paid going time. into
0: it, some places don't tell
2: That's
0: you. why you do your research because you don't want to apply for a job and you don't know that you're about to make $5.25 an hour. Well, you do people people your research to figure out. They're to disco
2: you and tell you what Girl, well, if they don't
0: got to post it, girl, it's sketchy. Just like if you got to
2: know how much I'm making. Right.
0: Like you see my post on Instagram where it was like, I know we had some struggles to. To get hamburger helper, but I've never seen Pan, pan Burger. Pan Burger. Girl, Pan Burger Helper. Girl, you don't want to show up and buy something and you don't know what it is. You get what I'm saying? Girl, it literally said Pan I Burger Helper. Learned,
1: I have learned uh, I have learned that when they say do you have a question or is there anything that you want to ask? You need to come up with something.
2: What can mm-hmm. you do for
1: me, or what? Tell me um, about your company, or you need to come up with something because that question.
0: Is I think kinda, I did ask the question. I you asked. You ask a couple <laughs> questions,
1: uh, but she did. Ask something. What she asked? Now that part, I'm I asked. When will I be able to start?
0: What and will what I, do I do be I doing? To to work? No, not even that. They didn't, They were comfortable. What are you? What are I'm you looking doing? for
1: my cigarettes.
0: Yes, I smoke. You don't need
1: you. no more. Uh, I had your liner. But um, yeah, she had questions, and I felt like her vibe was just cool. And I, I just, that was the first time they really let us do that. So it was interesting to me for uh, me to be in the room, being able to ask questions of the person who is potentially going to be working with me. Because I needed to see the work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> really, because I know. A lot of stuff that we do is off the wall, off on weekends, sometimes, after hours, but I mean, we have to meet people where they stand, and a lot of these things are happening, and we need to be there, so.
0: And I enjoy my time with you, and I, I look forward to moving forward and making, taking bigger steps with you as well. Oh. Um it's, Shandy it's, means so I don't know if she actually ever noticed this, but Shandy, you mean a lot to me, well, and it's—I it's, it's, thought you're about to cry. Oh mm-hmm. no, girl, Trini don't give tears. I'm just one. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. no, I live for Shandy, and and I and I you're I familiar. live
1: for you too, and I live for anyone who can mm-hmm. see me for who I am and take me as I am. That's very important for me because again, that I'm not me of my favorite song by Mary J. Blige, "Take Me As I Am." Right, I'm not perfect. Don't have nothing at all. It's not that my shit don't stink because it does, and I told Kat
2: But you don't always have to let
1: people smell it. No, I don't always have to let people smell it. But if you do smell it, I want you to and feel you still comfortable me. to let me know right. that you smell it, right. and so that way I can fix it. You and know? I like the fact because that I can't fix things that I don't know about. Right, you're not mm-hmm. like doing it. it. I said people miss Cleo died. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, and it's like, and I like the fact that we're, we we have each other's back. So when I'm out, that. she covers it. When she's out, I cover it because I know that when we're both in together, we get stuff done.
1: We get it done. And a
0: lot of partnerships aren't like that. Correct. And that's why, it's another thing, when we first met you, when, when I first met you, because I don't know when you two initially met, but when you came to group... I
1: met
0: Jackie and group. Oh, so we met at the same time. when oh, she yeah, came to
1: at the first met her yeah
2: at the wellness center at the
0: first blush group. Uh-huh. I went to yeah, and so when I first Jackie first spoke, I remember going to Shandy and I was like, "We need her as we need her because you were able to communicate with them. You were able to tell your stories. Excuse me, and able to pull yourself back. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's important. You
1: want to be able to share, but you want to know you want to be able to share so much. Right. Because as facilitators, it's really not about us. Right. It's I can about picture them. you taking the truck builder's place. You want place. them to relate to you. Yeah. I you can know. picture Somebody you taking the truck builder's it, place. Because <laughs> we need okay. to, It's supposed to be women in those positions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shandy. This reminds me of, okay, waiting to exhale or 9 to 5 where they're all sitting around, you know, giggling and, giggling. you know, that's what I love about this. It's, okay, um, so
0: I have a quick question. How do y'all feel about people trying to force you to get something done that they've gone through? So say like me with my breast augmentation. If I try to force it on you to get yours done, you I ain't gotta to, force me. I want to <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. So let me. Okay, so let me broaden the question. So you know how a lot of these women out here, I'm not just gonna, you know, to put the trans label on them because a lot of trans women don't like to be called that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there I go. I just called it that, anyways. Well, that's what but, they are. <laughs> Like, why fight it? Like, I'm not, um, I'm not, a, I'm not a, um, you because know one thing I'm not? I'm people...
2: not a British Columbian, uh, a cisgender woman. I'm a Middle Eastern transgender woman. And you know what? That's empowering to say.
0: That's who I am. But that's to a lot of people, DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that people finding but their way to claim that title.
2: No. Not even insecurities. Cassandra did it's... that with me. She's my best friend from Iowa. And you know Cassandra. It's not, I, like, I, I can't speak for, for everybody her.
0: to say that it's insecurities, but a lot of people have had negative, you know, experiences with that. So, you know, you can find somebody who's proud and they, they, they're they happy to tell you that that's them. But for a person who does it and keeps getting beat down so many times back to back to back. Right. They don't want to say it anymore. You their know what I'm saying? experiences drive It's their horrible. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like every time I'm happy to say I am this, I get, you know, negative reactions to it. Or so many people, including family members, attack them for it. So like, for an example, for me, Before I came to California, you never would hear me say that I'm trans. You would never hear me say that. I'm just a woman. I'm living my life as a woman. I wake up as a woman. That's who I am. But when I came to California, I met so many beautiful people. And they were like, we're trans sisters. We're trans. And they were happy to say it. I started adapting to it and I started saying that I'm a trans woman. I'm st- I started to you know, promote being trans as good. Which it is. is. I'm not saying that it's not. Mm-hmm. But I also started to notice those around me who pretended to say they do care and they are accepting of me, but wasn't no longer when I was proud right, to present was, who I was. was and so, it was kind of a good and a bad thing for me because it's like, one, I'm finding who I am. I'm becoming okay with that. I'm happy. But also... Another good thing is I'm starting to weed out all those who did not care for me for real. Sure. Because if they did care for me, they will move forward with me in this transformation. If they you couldn't what accept you at your worst, they don't deserve you at your part. best. And exactly. so I lost the relationship. I've seen that it was going down because of it. It's like, oh, you keep mentioning trans this, trans that, trans this. I don't see a trans woman. I see a woman, da, da, da. But what's the difference? What's the difference between a trans woman and a woman? If, you, if we're not looking at like... Genetically and biologics and stuff like that. Then we're all technically just women, mm-hmm. but to him it was an issue. So it was like, why do you have to keep saying trans? So his It's not even that. Right. Just the way that the person was raised, they mm-hmm. weren't raised to be okay with it. And when they start to see that I was okay with it, with who I was, well, it became people. an issue. Yeah, because you're empowering.
2: You're you're, you're so a lot
0: of women and speaking for the trans community, a lot of the trans women are afraid to meet or get start a relationship with someone with that fear that once they find you know become who they are it may become an issue. You get what I'm saying? Or them being who they are in general will become an issue. So it's like why do I have to promote that I'm trans constantly when that may become an issue. You get what I'm saying? Right. I, I I don't feel like it's something that you have to um,
1: promote um viciously. Right. Um I do feel like we need to be in a space of comfort with ourselves in who we are, so that way we can be comfortable. It's not so much always about what other Others, people yeah. are going through and how they see things. Everybody is not meant to wave the trans flag right. all over the place. Right, right. Everybody is not going to do that. But if you're able to get to a space, oh excuse me, of that type of comfort within yourself. Then you're able to do it because I'm able to do it with, with, with no problem. I don't have, um, and I don't, but I don't focus on what other people are going through either.
0: Right. So because that should be my thing. I'm,
1: I'm focused on, I know where I've been and I, I know what I've gone through to get to this point, and nobody's going to take that away from me. You know, because nobody had to be on that journey but me by myself. So if I want to say I'm a trans woman, right. I'm a trans woman. Right. You know what I mean? I just feel like we um, get so caught up in trying to um, not so much please with me, and that's a problem for you. Thank you for letting me, let know. me know, and let me know so I, I can move not know how I need to exactly. handle things with you. But I'm not gonna take away who I am just to make somebody else be comfortable. No, I'm not gonna It
2: reminds me of, the, there there's this article, and I, I know a couple of trans women that had came out who quote-unquote were like unclockable, right? Like, mm-hmm. people didn't know they were trans. Mm-hmm. But interestingly enough, in the article they said the reason that they came out to, to say, I'm trans, in their lives, prospectively, where they were, was because they said, what happened? Like, it, it was talking about all of the trans deaths and, and, and what was happening, mm-hmm. like being killed for being trans, I which is very real for us. And so... everything in that blurry shit. what happens is <laughs> when, <laughs> let's say I live with somebody and they take away, they strip away all my trans and say, you know, um, you're just a woman and you can move through society and nobody will know. Mm-hmm. And what happens when something happens with that person or in that environment? Who do I then reach out to? Because I've cut off my community I've cut off who I am. I've Girl, cut you off. find
0: one of those clinics that you ain't never been to, girl. You go tell them that I need some support.
2: Well, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a bigger picture there. It's like I had to say, you know what, I have to in some way be okay telling the world I'm trans because what happens if I just suppress all that stuff and keep it back and something baffling happens to me in my daily life or somebody comes for me or, or hurts me who do I reach out? And to? And not even just that. because I just I, my my, my whole community doesn't even know I'm trans, right? So if I'm not connected to Shandy or to you, uh, who do I reach out to? And I don't who know why I said I, say say, I just thought help. about
0: something, but It's just and A how do you know the people in your life are really your friends if they don't know the true you? You get what Trial I'm saying? Trial and error. How do you get? How do you expect to have support? How do you expect to feel that people by are really there? By not having
2: expectations of people, but not even and by just accepting that, but not even where just I'm that. at and accepting where they're at. Yeah,
0: but how do you know that they're Accepting you where you're at, you get what I'm saying? So, like, you can have all these people, but you know, not saying you in general, but people motivate you know, moving through life, mm-hmm. not having to tell people that they're trans. But you may have people in your circle who is not okay with that, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, they don't know that you're trans, but the moment they find out, you will have no friends, you get what I'm saying? Well, just like because said, not okay with said, once that. they
2: let her know, thank you for letting me know, right. I'm now gonna change my path around you because I'm no longer accepting exactly. you in my life,
1: and those all those beautiful girls. Who who live in that bubble who feel like nobody knows their teeth. Somebody know. knows. Somebody knows. Somebody knows. And somebody is gonna is. clock you. Yeah. And hopefully it's not a kid in the middle of the grocery store or or
0: a kid outside of McDonald's because I would never forget that day want to do Why do kids know?
1: Kids
2: are so sweet Sweetie,
0: because they can tell. You know, it's not even that they can tell, it's just that they feel the energy if, of the person. If I can know.
2: see how many times the little kid has run up to the mom or the daddy and goes, Mommy, Daddy, and I see it coming. Is that a man? <laughs> and I just keep
0: going. Because, the, the mom's it's to because if you think about it, kids have been raised to have, you know, to be either super masculine right. or super feminine. So when they encounter someone that is neither or feminine or masculine, and in between, they get to the questioning. Then they start figuring out, oh, maybe they're trying to be the other or not even that. A lot of these families these days have these. these gender phobic conversations with their children as to how they should be and who they should be as you know growing up and what they should do and what they should not do specifically the black community Mm -hmm. the LGBT community is frowned upon with the black community oh they're gay or they're sick they're this they're that I don't know how many times how many times excuse me have I seen Parents say, oh, I'm okay with a trans person, I'm okay with the gay person, I'm okay with a lesbian, but just don't let it be my child. Mm-hmm. Or they're okay with it until it is their child. Mm-hmm. Then it's an issue. I hate to say, I have a sister. I'm not going to say which one, but I have a sister whose child came to them and told them that they were gay. And we were just having a casual conversation and she was explaining to me how she told her, oh, you're not gay, you're not going to be gay, not none of my children is going to be gay and da 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 And I had to keep my feelings depressed because that's her child. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But I also let her know that that's not okay. Because she's going to need somebody to turn to when something happens. And with the fact that she thinks that, oh, I can't tell my mother I'm gay or it's going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. She's not going to tell you. She's going to let it simmer and sit and let it simmer and sit. And most children or teenagers aren't equipped with the emotional support for themselves Mm -hmm. to deal with it. That's why there's a lot of suicides among teens. And so it's like, I hate when parents say, I'm okay with this person being gay. Because it's like, you're not saying you're okay with the fact of someone being okay, mm-hmm. being gay. You're okay with that person. I What I want to know, what I want to hear is, are you okay if it ever came, you know, confronts you at your front door? Right. If your child was to bring up, you know, their spouse home from college, from high school, or from a party, or from anywhere to let you know that this is my spouse and this is not what's... This is not who society say I should be with. You get what I'm saying? Well, this
2: reminds me of that first time I met you guys when you were talking about in particular, Shandy, when you went home to visit, and some people didn't respect you, and you basically said, "Well, fuck you," and you had to walk away from it. So that I but all the a, kids a, can't do that. No, you're right, but there's there's something uh, there's something in that is like that I, that I, makes me think of going to. It's like I'm transitioning, right? Like so is my family. They're not all gonna accept me. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, here's the thing. We can't how do we reach children who are eight, nine, and ten right mm-hmm. when we're looking at this disgend community yeah, this who, is is not, who is not who is not maybe saying the right things or using the right vernacular, or using the right terms right because they're not educated mm-hmm. so we educate but then what do we do within our own community when we're fighting and saying the wrong words and using the wrong terms mm-hmm. and, the, and the gay men at West Hollywood who are getting mad because they're not having the gay pride parade and nobody can get drunk and go whatever in the bushes. It's like, oh, is <laughs> she fucking trannies, you know? <laughs> so there's a bigger picture here where it's not just even the sister in a community. It, it's, it's like, it reminds me of Soul Food, right? You guys watched the movie Soul Food? Yeah, that's what he was talking She fucking says, the shit she says, she says one finger can make a scratch, but five fingers combined can strike a mighty blow. Uh-huh. It's that cohesiveness, it's that togetherness.
0: But you know in your ethnic films, right. <laughs> right.
2: Soul Food. But, but that, right. you know?
0: Um,
2: but And never put a... Uh, 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 a towel on the stove. Okay. Because the Cause money don't
0: fall from the
1: ceiling, girl. You know, My set the question, floor. question <laughs> is: um, Do you recall a time from your childhood that you were told that you're supposed to like cars yes. and not dolls? You're supposed to like. I have a girls specific
0: and not story boys. for that, Shandy. I will never forget the first time and we didn't go full throttle but it's, it's I'm just going to leave out some details because it was a horrible time for me at the time mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed playing house I don't know how many kids can say that but growing up I liked playing house I liked playing school I was always attracted to the same sex or opposite sex if you want to say that I was always attracted to, to guys mm-hmm. and so and I can tell that my first boyfriend at the time was as well And so, but his family was hard on him way more than mine was. And so my mother, I would never forget the time, but we got, we got in trouble because his sister, and I hope she hears this because she's going to crack the fuck up because she was like, I'm not going to tell if y'all tell me what happened. I'm not going to tell if y'all tell me what happened. So I told her what happened. So she told. So we played house and it was some sexual intercourse with it. But it wasn't like full-on sex because nobody knew about lube. Didn't nobody knew about condoms. It never made it all the way in. You was bumping her up. And, so, yeah, and I was at a very young age. And so we told her what happened. Now, she was the older sister. So I get why she told Because still, we're we're children and we're doing this. And and she was basically the adult at the time. And so she was like, tell me. I'm not going to tell. Tell me. I'm not going to tell. No, no, no. not to trust a motherfucking adult. Let right. tell me right. not to and tell. Those you know, are, those are trust those me. me. And that. so she, I told her and she told anyways. And so, back home, it was never, oh, they had sex. Oh, they, they, they always had different words for everything. Oh, they were fondling each other. Mm-hmm. So, they, and my mother, as sweet as she can be, she worked so hard. And she wasn't the type of mother that loved having her children. She didn't. She didn't like whooping us disciplining us Because oh. she felt we knew right from wrong. And she's like, oh, no. When she had her one. moments, you better run. Because my mother's like a Pokemon. That belt will evolve into a central cord or a refrigerator door handle real quick. You just better mind, be mindful my swatter, as to when she's confronting pin. you what you said. Right. And so my mother, she was so sweet. She came, she rubbed my hair. She was like, oh, Katarina, God don't like that you know, men supposed to be with women and women supposed to be with men and I'm not judging you, but you know, you're going to have to ask for forgiveness at the end. She walked out the room and came back swinging that belt like it was Thor, girl. Like it was a different story. But my mother being of the religion that she's of, it was never, oh, you're going to hell. Excuse me. It was always just ask for forgiveness at the end. If you feel that you're going to be judged at the end for being who you are, then all you have to do is ask for forgiveness. Because if you do that, then he'll forgive you for all your sins. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That was her logic. But mine was, if he wanted us to be happy, he put us on this earth to be happy and to live our lives without sin. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And if I feel that loving someone is a sin or being with someone is a sin of, you know, who we shouldn't be with, then the option should have never been made available. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That thought of a person going with someone of the same gender or... Being with somebody that everybody, including the Bible, say that you shouldn't be with should have never been, you know, thought should have never developed. We should never had the option. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so my mother, at the end of the day, she said, if you're going to do it, do it right, protect yourself, be safe. And so I said, OK. And but my father, mm-hmm. him being of Haitian descent was a different story. Mm-hmm. Sweetie, the first thing he saw was, I'm a demon. I'm, I'm a devil the devil got me and he should get rid of me that's where the abuse came in that's where he started to hate me he always misgendered me and he still does it to this very day now it's, it's up to the person to allow that negativity to get in so like when he misgendered me I could have been upset I could have been mad I could have cussed him out I could have took it back to where it was when I was younger living with him fighting to claim who I was but I just let it go it's all up to the person. Mm-hmm. How about you? Have you ever had that moment where someone told you that basically you're supposed to be with a specific type of person?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I remember my mom from early on telling me, I remember there was this one time exactly where she said to me, oh, I but you can't wait, you're gonna be 14, you're gonna start getting pubic hair, you're gonna get a <laughs> girlfriend. I mean, I was so grossed out by that conversation because everything she was saying, it wasn't me. And I was like, wait a minute. A girl? A penis? A what?
0: None of these things, right?
2: Like, that thing, I didn't connect to what she was saying to me. I felt so uncomfortable with how she was talking to me. Mm -hmm. I just remember gasping, and I I kind of went inside my head, and I did that for a lot of my life. I used to play with my sister's Barbies, and Mm -hmm. I'd get in trouble. It reminds me of, you guys know Leslie Jordan from Well and Grace, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I've heard him speak a couple times, and he said he grew up in Tennessee, and his father was an airline pilot, and he died, um... At a young age and and but when he was still i think he's six seven eight and nine he had this place called the secret garden mm-hmm. and his mother when his father was away at work and was flying airplanes would let him go it was and they had all these trees surrounding the front of their house and she and he knew and she knew that he liked to play with barbies and dress up in girls clothing mm-hmm. he wasn't even trans right but he liked doing those kinds of things, yeah, you know, exploring his femininity, feminine. absolutely. And so she would allow him on Sundays to go in and they called it the secret garden and she would bring all the dolls and all the Barbies and dresses and he would dress up and he was like, he would go and frolic in the Tennessee sun and he said he was happy and he said what it allowed him to do was to like be happy and to like enjoy those moments you know and it reminds me of my grandmother who was very much like that for me
1: mm-hmm.
2: it, all it takes is that one person mm-hmm. to see you and believe in you and it doesn't have to have a name right, right. they didn't have to know we were trans but they just knew we were special uh-huh. that we were different and i bet we all have that person in our life mm-hmm. and my, my grandmother who passed away in 2005 she would have accepted me. It's usually me. the grandmother sometimes. Yeah, she would have accepted me. Do you have anybody in your life, Shady, that really
1: saw you for who you were when you didn't even know who you were? Um. <clears throat> hmm. Well, I grew up in a house where we were told that there weren't going to be any fags, sissies, <laughs> or punks. Oh, uh, yes. But well, Shady's
0: from California as well. Right. And a lot of the... um. Not to say, a lot of the cultural families here, mm-hmm. but, you know, ethnic groups here, are very strong in their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Coming from, like, Midwest or East Coast, mm-hmm. where they've seen it often a lot, it's normal. But when there's are the place where no one accepted it, it's harder. Right. Well, yeah, I, I had to hear that all the time. There wasn't going to be no fags, sissies or punks in this
1: house, and all of this kind of stuff. But I think that my mother always knew and I think mm-hmm. that that's why we have the bond that we have right now. is because she always knew that I was different. And, um, and she accepted it. And um, it made things a lot easier um, as far as being gay. Mm-hmm. It made life <laughs> a lot easier being gay. When I discovered all of this, that was a whole nother ball game, honey. Uh. A whole nother ball game. I and mean, I had to kind of t- t- take that one on myself and um, and deal with it. But I had um, my first gay mom. Her name is Shanice. Um, not the Shanice oh, she just passed away, didn't she, last uh, year? Uh-uh, no, no, she passed away. Yeah, it's been about 15 years. I was like, not the 15, one that we know together. Uh-uh, no, not her. Um and she used to just always tell me <clears throat> how pretty I was and that you're going to be so pretty. We just got to get you on these hormones <laughs> and get you pickled out. And you were going <laughs> out, and, and you know, and even when I didn't see it, she, she saw, saw it. it. And um, she was really, um, really there. She gave me my first hormone shot and she was just. Really into it and she was really one of my rocks um, back then who kind of helped me you know try to figure this whole thing out because we don't know what we're getting ourselves into when we fall into this lane mm-hmm. we just know we're comfortable right and figuring out how we're gonna live was more so my oh, thing yeah. more
0: than anything you know thinking about what you just said just it, it hit close to home for me. Because you know, growing up and and I bet you both of you have encountered this before where a family member or a friend is like, Oh, you gonna be you gonna grow you gonna have to give all the girls around for their money. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be the fish. That was the first time I heard it It was when my sister, who was also trans guy wrestler, so she used to call me Dexter. It was a nickname that she gave me. Mm -hmm. And I never understood why she called me that but she knew. (laughs) She knew who I was gonna become. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering why when they tell you that you're gonna give girls the run for their money or you're gonna become this, they don't give you the full part. You get what I'm saying? Like they don't tell you that there's gonna be issues because of how you look. You get what I'm saying? Right. Because of who you are and where you're headed, you may have enemies. So I feel like a lot of families sugarcoated that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because they could have easily been like Shandy, because you're gonna be so you're gonna become someone great, you're gonna have haters. You're gonna have people coming after you, you get what I'm saying? Right. So with my Those family members we telling have to me, learn how yeah, how. we do, but also if they would have gave us a warning, like, hey, maybe they didn't know, then it would, I mean, with greatness, there's always haters. If you ain't popular, you ain't gonna haters. Mm-hmm. Just say that. Right. But when they put you on a path to become who you are, that's the start. Right. When someone tells you that they accept you and they're okay with you and that they can see that you are going to become someone great, they should also let you know to stay on your path. They're gonna people that's gonna to try to knock you off, but keep mm-hmm. it pushing. Because if you stop and you let the negativity in, and then they pl- it plants a seed to where that negativity can ground you and keep you from moving. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So you're saying,
2: it kind of reminds me of, somebody had asked me once, what would you tell your old self before you became who right. you are? Yeah, right. and that would definitely be at the top of the list. But like, right. be like, careful when you stay trust. strong. Because yeah. there's no owner manual on how to become who right. I am. Right. We just
1: all had to learn, and we're you still said, learning. We're still learning, we're a work in progress. And it just takes for us to be be patient and to just um, trust the process because we don't go from zero to Beyonce overnight, <laughs> but it happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? It definitely, comes We got to go through multiple firms. Right. You know, it it say no T, no teeth. So we have to, you know, I would tell my old self to just be patient and just um, not get caught up in so much of, what um, other people are going through and realize that during the process you're going to lose some people that you really love and that you're really attached to because they're not going to understand. And it's not that they don't want to understand. It's the that they just their don't. Yeah. And they are just too caught up in whatever it is that okay. how they were brought up or whatever. And it's okay. We just have to, to move forward and find a way to move forward. But it's a hurting thing. You, I would have liked to have known that.
2: You've touched on
1: something really yeah, good Ingl- there. We can move forward on Ingl- but nobody
2: well. can take, nobody can can help us and how we're going to feel through that.
1: Mm-hmm. Feelings mm-hmm. are the biggest yeah.
2: things, right? And often we say we're either happy, mad, or sad. Well, there's mm-hmm. so many other different feelings, mm-hmm. but we're just used to saying, oh, I'm happy. I'm mad. Or I'm, I'm okay. okay. I'm mm-hmm. okay. You know, what does okay mean? Mm-hmm. Okay means fuck you. I don't want to talk to you right now. I don't want to tell you what the fuck I'm going through. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Leave me alone. I'm in my happy place. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be vulnerable. You know, who likes to be vulnerable? And especially I for me go. as a trans woman, I'm scared to talk to some trans women because I feel like I've been hurt so many times and I'm sure we all have. Entrusting somebody where, like, I don't know, somebody steals something from me or somebody... Tells me that they're this person, but they're really not, you know. Mm-hmm. I began to learn to notice little red flags that now I operate under. I have these little safety measures. Like, if I notice those kind of behaviors, I stay away from and them. And that's right. why I tell
0: people a lot of right. times, right. when you go through a traumatic experience, it's not something horrible. It's a learning lesson for you. So, like, I have... If somebody's like- trying to put on... You should that. automatically know. It's just like we have a we have a mutual friend. We'll pull. talk about this after. They're going pull. through a whole oh, domestic me. violence situation, and so they got back with the person, and it kind of bothered me. But then I had to think. Now you know what the situation is. You know what it's going to be when he gets angry or when she gets angry. I'm just going to go to that place. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a learning experience. Now that you've experienced it, you've gone through it, you've survived through it, mm-hmm. now you know how to get away from the situation. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and as you just said before, this you're, you know, being afraid, sometimes being afraid to let a trans, being around trans women, and let them know what's going on. Wait, what place that that took me is. And I hate to say this because we Y'all all should be say it, Because it's probably true. It's probably true. We all should be unified. But let's be real, if you are going in a relationship and you're having problems and you go to another woman, not even just a trans woman, another woman in general, mm-hmm. and you let her know that you have issues, that woman could either be like, oh, let me help my sister out, or oh, this is my way to get in, you know, to make exactly. it even worse, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Exactly. Because a lot of girls don't have what you got, and if they see that you got something that they mm-hmm. want and you present a moment for them to come and mess mm-hmm. that even further, they will take that. And so, with that being said, that's why it's hard for me to be like, "Oh, I'm going." Through that's such why you such can tell who I such. feel
2: comfortable around mm-hmm. because I, that's who I tell people. The people who I feel comfortable around, that's who I tell. Yeah, like when something came up in my missing in my
0: place, I let you both know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it was somebody else, I'm like, I'm just going through something right now, but I will get it together. Right. Because right. you can't give you too many details to too many people. And that's the sad part.
1: That that is the sad part about our community, and why it's so important that we need to heal from within first. To have Why, some scruples. Right. Before we try I'm to spread this message of acceptance and tolerance and love and all this other malarkey. Um, <laughs> how are we going to be telling other people that they need to do that for our community when we don't do it for our community mm-hmm. from within? It's sad. and it's But it's true. That's how mm-hmm. we have to operate. We can't feel as if we can share all of our... Uh, Eggs in the basket with just any and everybody. You we have right. to be selective because we never know what their motives and are.
2: Sometimes it's one egg at a time, half an egg at a time, until you find out are they going to scramble my eggs or <laughs> are they going to nurture them or and sit on add them? Cheese on my eggs. Right, right.
1: And, and most of the <laughs> <nine> <laughs> what kind times, of eggs are you going to serve me today? Nine times out of ten, they to <laughs> scramble them, and not nurture them at all. You know what I mean? Raw. But that's the difference from, say, me. Mm-hmm. than a, a lot of girls. I mean there's a handful of men that I can um <laughs> name who are who are like me who I identify with. Jasmine Crayon, mm-hmm. um Maria Roman. Um there are girls out here who are utilizing their platform yeah. to
0: help other girls.
1: Absolutely.
0: Genuinely. Me you and know, Maria haven't had that many in, you know interactions but I can see she's a good person. She yes, has, she but she, she has a, a personal heart. level. Jasmine, I love her. Mm-hmm. She goes to bat for the clients, and I live for her because, sweetie, a lot of people in this industry would say that they're for the clients. Mm-hmm. They're just for the numbers, mm-hmm. right? The and again, and sh- those are
1: girls who have been through some some things in life that have led them to where they are right now and them being able to be in a space of being able to give back like that, you know? And
2: hopefully they learn. Hopefully the universe will always conspire to give people what they need when they need it. And mm-hmm. somebody could be the shadiest bitch in the world, excuse my language, mm-hmm. the universe will take care of that. <laughs> right, right. Eventually. And, and your, your bad deeds will run to an end and the universe will say no more.
1: Mm-hmm. And some girls just don't listen. They really don't. And I wish that I had somebody like me to sit me down and have a conversation and tell me all these things and me listen to it, not take it in a way that it's going to be my life and this is how I need to do it, but giving me something to put life up against mm-hmm. and not me feeling like I'm alone in this, you know, yeah. because for That's many years I feeling. felt so alone. Because all my friends were gay boys. So, how do I expect them to be able to relate to who they've helped turn me into? As hard as they you tried, know, they couldn't quite um, understand it. Now that I'm here, now they're like, hmm. it's too much for Isn't me. Isn't that something? It's too much for me. So, I'm glad that I've been able to. And it
0: your true friends are. Right.
1: In spite of the odds. I've been able to turn my life into something and be seen as something more than just another. You turn that hurt into work, right? I I I made it work for me, and I'm still friends with a lot of these same people. And again, we might not talk every day,
0: right? But when we get a chance to talk, period. we keep in touch. I'll text her and say good morning
2: consistently, and I do that with you too. I'm more cons- I'm the most consistent with you two than I am with anybody else. I'll call, especially with before when I relapsed and y'all didn't hear from me. I'm very consistent, and I'll say. Hey, i I went I'll to. I went
0: to the um, coalition.
2: Yeah.
0: Every Tuesday,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I went and there. All those
2: clients, they knew where I was at. Bro. And I was yeah, all
0: of them. They knew where you was at. We was calling around, girl. Calling we was trying to figure out where you were. I was trying to. I was like, oh my gosh, I was worried because when we first met, our first connection it was no longer this is a client this is this was my friend my sister right, right. my friend my it sister it went beyond the, it so, went
1: beyond the client phase because of how you presented yourself and let us know that you were ready and that you wanted to do more with yourself mm-hmm. you know what i mean you didn't want to just be like them you know you wanted but more for yourself I do. and 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 that's what triggers us to go the extra mile because we've had so many of them that we put that effort into who have let us down and made us look bad or went behind our backs and said some, some untruths or whatever. So when we see a spark and we get that glimmer, it's like, she ready. She
0: I like the fact that you've been genuine. Since hey, even
2: though I relapsed, here's the thing. No matter having that support, that when you're dealing with somebody with addiction, that doesn't matter. Like take away the trans, take away anything. Addiction. Woo. Now, it is a personal daily choice. When I wake up in the morning, I say today I'm not going to use drugs Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do something good with my life.
1: Uh Now my
2: whole day is not perfect. I don't make the most perfect choices. But I do the best that I can based on my past Mm experiences. so I don't end up where I don't want to be. Right. And so I was able to get back in the game, get back into Mm -hmm. the sober game. I called you right away. We talked. Now and then I would tell you I was okay. And then I went to the event with you. Mm -hmm. And then I met up with you. And then I started interning. You know, only when I was ready to know that, you know, this is what I have to do. Everything worked out for a reason. Like, I didn't start at Latina because God didn't want me to start there. Yeah, it wasn't your destiny. No.
1: It wasn't your destiny in that moment.
0: I,
2: I and really, it wouldn't have been good for me. I, I firmly believe it wouldn't have been uh, good I
1: have for me. And to add on to what you were saying,
0: it's like, I can't speak for Shani, but I can speak for myself, mm-hmm. and I think she could possibly agree with me. Mm-hmm. We've gone through many similar situations. It didn't have to be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be a relationship. It could be a family's love. It could be anything. A lot of things could be classified as an addiction. Mm-hmm. And so with me, sure, I'm still fighting through one of mm-hmm. mine and that's the need of love from someone else. You hear mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I can say that I love myself, but to actually feel the love from another person is like once you haven't felt that for so long, and you do, it's like, I need more, I need more, I need more. Right. And then you feel to realize that that same situation could be toxic. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you're going through your situation. Shandy could be going through her situation. Why am I to judge you on yours? Right. And that's why it's I feel like something. we're perfect for the project that we work on right. is because... We see so many girls and guys come from all over the place, going through all over type of issues. You get what I'm saying? Different type of issues. And so how would we look, I myself, how would I look judging anyone based off of anything that they're going through Mm -hmm. when I myself have so much to answer for? You get what I'm saying? And not after
2: when you find somebody who will be honest with you and say, this is what happened like just to me that's what frees my soul be honest mm-hmm. because I'm not in fear that you're gonna judge me I'm not in fear that you're gonna judge me I can judge myself yes. I tell people what well, the worst pick the worst thing you think you can say to me mm-hmm. I've already,
0: already said it myself. to them. and that's how many times I've said it. in group mm-hmm. and to Shandy me and Annabelle this is a friend of ours we've sat and we threw shade at each other and it wasn't like to hurt each other I feel like what we were doing was mentally preparing ourselves for the people that we encountered mm-hmm. because these a lot of the people that we work with or that we know are going through so much that to where their defenses are up so they're automatically going to be shady or not even automatically they're going to you know throw some shade at you somewhat and we got to be prepared for it because we are the same type of people we've gone through some of the similar things you get what i'm saying so but us in a position that we're in we have to be ready we have to be able to deal with our situation and not let it take us out of our character. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. And so that's why us going shade is actually preparing us for when we're out by ourselves or we're in a group and someone comes at us like that. And it's like, well, tell me something we haven't said yet. Right. Yeah. Tell
2: me something It's like we- your Wonder Woman bracelets, you know?
1: Yeah. Psh- 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 the psh- blocking them, blocking them. That's a daily we're We We have to. We have to do that, and and it's important that we do that because some people will let. The smallest thing shattered their whole world and knocked them back 20 steps when they just came up 10. And, like they yeah, give, they give, like, and at that journey. point
2: they give up and they revert and that's what I did. I, I, I got to this point and I said, oh fuck, I've, I've already ruined everything I've worked for. <laughs> so, and that's that negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. So let me just destroy my whole life yes. because I don't deserve any better
0: it's like the other day I had to change that mindset
2: when Mm -hmm. we had Mm -hmm. Mm a person
0: there and you could tell they were getting upset Shandy was doing her work she wasn't paying attention to this person but the person was talking to her and so me I took it upon myself to say something to the person because I noticed Shandy's busy she's doing something she's trying to get her work done so let me deal with this person But the person became volatile and was getting upset and was getting mad. And we've already had personal history. And so it was either my choice to take it to that level to where it was before and be a professional and cause a bigger issue. Mm -hmm. Or I could have just been like, I could have relaxed myself and be like, okay, you're taking this too far. You're doing too much. It's not even that deep. To see that the person wasn't only snapping at me but at the other person because Shandy wasn't replying to it the first person said something to them and then i said something because the first person didn't come off as professional and as calm as she should have mm-hmm. so i said something but the, by the time i spoke up that the person was already irritated and mm-hmm. was ready for attack you get what i'm saying and so we all could have taken that situation to a different place you get what understand mm-hmm. but it was our choice to res- everything that we've built for ourselves Mm -hmm. to keep it cute and keep it mute. Mm -hmm. Because some things could have been said. You get what I'm saying? I guess what I'm trying to say is it's up to that person to want to maintain what they've worked for. You get Mm -hmm. what Mm I'm saying? Maintain what they built and got to the place. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And and, and we have to because we see through um, our personal quest that there are people who just are just miserable with themselves and their lives and what they have going on, and which is virtually nothing. And then there's us, who do have something going on, who are trying to do something. And people who are want trying that, to. but they don't better, want to work for it. No, they, they want it, but they don't want to work for it. And then I realize how much work
2: it is they, just to have something. Like, it's a lot of work. And they I mean, would not be willing sometime. to
1: put in Nan Iota to <laughs> get. The things in play that we have to go through to make them happen. They act like we just sit around and just massively make make all this stuff appear. We don't. We don't. We Actually have that's channel- what the
0: argument was about, was the gift card.
1: It was I, a gift card. I, I we have channels that we have to follow as well. Uh, we don't act like it's our money like it's something that we, we distribute because we choose to but at the end of the day you're responsible for right. numbers and we're basing it off a of need right. we don't have any problems helping those in need but if this but is the day so that you're help? not able to get something yeah. don't come after me because I've been there for you right. in other moments, and the twenty other times where they've gotten a yes. twenty five
2: dollar gift card, and that's you're not gonna a, give me no dollars,
1: you're not gonna give me no because credit it's for the, all of the one time, time
2: that you do something and their eyes is bad. All the good things you've done for somebody all is out, out the, window. the window. That's like in relationships. You could have a great week and then you have one bad day, and oop, oh, you are it's just the most terrible the person. It's so,
0: and I hate it. I love talking to you, ladies. Yeah, it was fun. I hope yeah. Thank you for soon. listening to Keep Your Paws to Yourself. Yeah. Again, your to I'm yourself. Kat. I'm
2: Jackie.
0: And I'm Shandy. And you have a wonderful night.